<laughs> I'm about to give a big speech or something. Right. Are you going to say a do re mi? This feels very. Uh, like we're going to have a really productive day. Yeah. Really yeah. So far. Exactly. Let's go. Okay. Welcome to Picky Bees. Uh, this is the music podcast where we do a little bit of sitting in judgment over some albums and a lot of sitting in judgment over each other. Uh, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, my friend Sam is here. Do you want to say hello, Sam? Hello, everyone. And so is Fran. Hello. And Matt. Hi, guys. Um, so we have been away for like a summer break for a couple of months, and we're now back with uh, six new albums. I love how I was using summer break for an excuse that we all just messed up for, for We did, months. we did. We screwed yeah. it up. <laughs> Carry on. We screwed it up, but never mind. Uh, I was trying to cover up for that, yeah. yeah. Um, so I will, first of all, uh, because we never had Sam on before... Uh, like when Matt died, I think we're going to do a couple of quick-fire questions about Sam's musical taste and past. Um, so I'm going to ask you four questions, Sam, uh, top of your head, really. What are your favorite, what's your favourite album of the last 12 months? Um, Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves, definitely. Hmm, I've had a listen, because I saw you recommend it on Twitter, actually, so that's why I had a yeah. listen. I've not listened more than once, but yeah, I did like the sound of it. Have you I've heard it, Matt? You. It is never no, heard of I've it, never even heard of it. Very good. No, it is, <laughs> yeah. I've heard of it. No, I've heard a lot of <laughs> On, um, on Metacritic currently, it's still the number one best-reviewed album of the year. Right. Okay. I think it's up your street as well, Matt, from what I have heard. So I'll, Yeah, I'll check it out. Nick will hate it. Is it not miserable enough for me? <laughs> is that the problem? <laughs> it's a bit country. In, in, it is um, country. Isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I like The Father's on Misty. That's not a million miles away from that, is it? Um, I don't know. Maybe not. But I'll check it out. <laughs> we'll check it out. So, uh, best gig of the last 12 months? Um... Probably Kendrick Lamar would probably be the one oh, because okay. I'd wanted to see him for so long and that was just... I haven't seen a hip-hop show like that in probably ever. Is it Manchester um, Arena? Yeah. Oh, I'm gutted. I really wanted to be there. It was hey. phenomenal. Nice. Um, Were you on the floor or on the stadium seats? I, I was sitting, um, so... Sadly, wasn't on the floor. Did he do much of his sort of more political stuff? Because I saw him in Lisbon a few years ago, and it was at a festival, and he just did all the party stuff, and it was a, no, was a bit let down. He but... did. He did a bunch of the stuff from um, some of the other albums that were yeah. really kind Black of of the Berry and that kind of thing. Yeah, oh, was, I didn't get any of that. It was so it was great. Good. Oh, I would love to see that as well. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, what was your first album? My first album that I had that was mine. And, and are you, can you say before you say it, are you proud of the fact this was your first album or is it something you're not cool with? He did just sit up straight while you said um, it. So. I know, yeah, he's ready to depends. defend himself. I'll be proud of it. <laughs> you guys will think that this is ridiculous to be proud of, but it was um, Step One by Steps. Wow. Okay. That probably ages me pretty quickly. Okay. Um, yeah, that was, that was the first album. I remember going to the shop specifically with my mum and going, I want this. Matt's was Spice Girls, which we learned when he first started doing the podcast. So I think you've just yeah. managed to yeah, get a worse step. first album than, mm. than Matt. Wow. Which yeah. I didn't know was okay. possible. That's pretty harsh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, worst gig ever. The thing, I try, worst gig, I, I don't think I've ever been to a full gig and gone, why did I come to this right. whole thing? I just thought I've seen a lot of sport acts that I thought... I've questioned whether I should even stay. Mm, right. Like, they've been that bad. Um, and this year, we saw Baxter Jewelry. And some people may think Don't anything of that. Um, I know him. Yeah, I like him. 
I thought he was probably the worst person I've ever seen. Really? Before. <laughs> I mean, I've not seen him live, but I like what I've heard of his. And he was basically booed off the stage really? before Noel Gallagher. It was. It oh, was it's a bit of a bad. different crowd to Noel Gallagher, though, um, isn't it? definitely. Yeah. Wow. And it was. Yeah, it wasn't. That's great. a weird support for Noel Gallagher because he's more folky, isn't he? And that'd be a weird mix. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not, not good. very strong. Cool. Okay, so uh, now we know everything we could possibly need to know yeah, about Sam. That's it. No uh, that's, it that's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, I'll just explain for those of you who are new to it that we have six albums, of which four, none of them we've heard before. No, that's not true. Four albums which are brand new to us, and we've only heard in the last cycle, last month or so. Uh, one album which is new to us, but it's a classic. It's an older release, and then uh, which is I'll go through them in a second, and then one which is like why I love, which is basically Sam's going to explain why he loves a particular artist. So. Our albums this month are, uh, is it Sabre? Sabre. Sabre's, Care For Me, King Cruel's The Ooze. Uh, this is the debatable title one. Uh, everything's recorded with Richard Russell's <laughs> Everything Is Recorded. <laughs> and nobody knows if it's actually just Everything's Recorded or it's with Richard Russell's, isn't it, as well? I mean, yeah. I think and then, you've even got the wither on because it's by, but we'll let you Oh, by, okay, one fair enough. Um, and then Arctic Monkeys, Arctic Monkeys, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino... The classic is Dolly Parton, Linda Rodster, and Emmylou Harris's trio. Uh, and Sam will be explaining why he loves Robin. Um, so, let's get into it. I wanted to ask a couple of questions and kick things off. Um, so, I'll go with Sam first. Uh, what album did you have the most instant connection with, would you say? Um, I think the most instant connection was definitely the Saba album. Um, I thought of all of them, it was by far... Not just Instant Connection, probably my favourite of right. all of it. Um, it was instantly the kind of um, kind of hip hop music that I really enjoy. Okay, um, where it was it was really personal, and um, I felt like it was a really tightly focused album overall. Um, so yeah, it, from the from the very start of it, I thought I, I know I knew I was going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, just the, the way it was produced, the way, um, the way he kind of the lyrics that he writes and the way he delivers them, um, just brings you into the album so yeah, quickly. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, for me that definitely that was the most instant connection. Okay. So um, it sounds like Franz. Yeah, I'll go in because I'm I'm in agreement with Sam, and you know I may as well go straight away. I think um, yeah, 100 percent what you're saying about. I don't know if it was my most instant connection, but I connected to a few of these quite quickly. But, um, yeah, I think what you're saying about the, the narrative in there, the story he's telling, I think if I don't know how much... I'm always known as the one who does the research yeah. on these albums. Um, yeah. I never know what the hell he's talking about, but, yeah. The album is kind of mostly about his um, his cousin who was murdered. Um, yeah. Uh, just a few... Well, just before the album was sort of... Well, just as the album was written and not long before it was released and he was murdered, I think, because he had a coat stolen from him and he tried yeah. to argue back and he was stabbed. Um, I think he ties that in, like, his personal narrative really well with the sort of narrative in America at the moment of a lot of young black Americans being murdered in, in various situations. And I think He's from Chicago um, as well, isn't he? That's why I think he is from Chicago, well, yeah. I know yeah. it's a big uh, problem in Chicago right yeah, now. Definitely. That, yeah, definitely. And I think he does he does really well to sort of... He jumps straight into that with the sort of the first song, Sirens, and um, and he just threw out... You know, there's a few lyrics I've picked out when he, he sort of... There's the lyric, and I can't remember which song, but there's a lyric, Driving Around the City, I'm Young, I'm Black, I'm Guilty. There's one in the second song, which is... No, the third song, I think. Life? Yeah, life where he sings, um, where he raps about 
than wanting a barcode barcode on my wrist to off auction off the kids that don't fit their description of a utopia. Then he says black yeah. in the background, like a problem won't exist if I just don't exist. So it's mm. he ties it all in really well, and um, and then he talks about his depression quite a lot. And the one final thing I want to say about this really is the song Prom King. Yeah. Which yep, is definitely. towards the end, which is a long... Is it 11 minutes or something? It's, uh, but yeah, it's it's I thought it was like eight or something. But yeah. It's a long song. It's yeah, a long song. It starts off as yeah. kind of a really sweet story about him and how him and his cousin bonded, how they didn't used to trust each other, and then they, his cousin introduced him to a girl who he went to prom with. And then it, the song speeds up throughout to the point when it's the night of his cousin's murder. And it's just I just thought it was an absolutely brilliant song and a really good way to sort of tie up the album. So, yeah, yeah. it was up there with my favourites, but I, I had a few that I really liked on this list, so I've... Yeah, I'll go into that more later, but... Okay, but yeah. why don't we return to Matt then? What do you think about this album, Matt? Uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I, I wasn't the the best album of this kind of type I've ever heard, but at the same time, it was... Uh, I thought it was very strong. There were definite high points. I, I uh, <clears throat> also really liked Life and had the same lyrics written down as you, Fran, because <laughs> I thought that was it was super like clear and it was kind of... Interesting, he was like drawing these comparisons to like a dystopian future, but then it's mm. also this future that's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then he also, yeah, he talked about other stuff as well. So, like, in, I really like the uh, song Grey um, mm. because he was talking about the music industry and how it, the struggle. Yeah, yeah. And how he. The one about the B sides being the, the best song, sort of thing, but the record, yeah, record label making exactly. it release the others. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he has to lose his authenticity to actually get his voice heard at the same time. So it's, it was really interesting hearing him like discuss and deliberate about that idea and not really coming down on which way he was going to go necessarily, yeah. but like it was just the necessary evil of the business. But I did, I do you have think anything that, you we, we are not so cool with? Because it sounds like we're, we're, everyone's it's a total love fest on this song. Well, we're right not now, yet, so. right now. So. I I feel like some of the songs were maybe like uh, Broken Girls was weaker. Yeah, it's not as rich in story. I mean, it, like it got to a point where after I listened to this album a lot, I wasn't as interested as com- coming back to it because there isn't as much diversity within the album. Mm. But do you uh, think that partly comes down to the fact that we've been working on this playlist for nearly three months, though, compared <laughs> to the one we usually have? That that could also be yeah. An issue. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, right, okay. Nicholas, so should I jump in? Yeah, go for it. So, um, yeah, I think I, I generally agree with a lot of things that have been said. I would say um, the thing I would, I would, maybe I'll start with a negative, actually, uh, just to break up the, the pattern of everyone saying it's the best album they've ever heard kind of thing. <laughs> um, I thought the album started kind of weakly, really. I, I felt like it was the third song, Life, where the album started to really find its feet and, 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 and kind of you get the pace. You hate the starts of albums every time. Yeah, I think it's so hard to get, to get an album started off really, really well and get that pacing right and get that energy right. And, um, as, and, and as Matt pointed out, the what song is it called? Uh, Broken Girls, the second song. Um, yeah. is, is the weakest song on the yeah, album. And yeah, it's unfortunate that's, argue, the second, yeah. that's the second song on the album. That, that seemed like... Uh, it was actually in tone as well. It was slightly different. It, it, it seemed like there was a real disjoint between the end of the second song and the start of the third song when I thought the album should have started because the, those first two songs sounded much more like the Frank Ocean kind of stuff that we listened to mm. a while ago, like that, that kind of like slightly R&B-infused and reflected sort of stuff. So, um, But, I mean, that said, once you got past those, those couple of tracks, I, I love this album. I thought it was probably... 
um, my favourite of the, oh, of wow. the albums we did uh, in this selection. Um, so, Didn't yeah, I was really... <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Best of Five, very consistent. Um, that was mostly my, the stuff I, I thought about it, really. I thought it was... Um, I thought it built as well quite well. And I suppose one thing I could do to argue against myself a little bit is say that he, it builds in maturity as the album goes along. And that's why I think Prom King, uh, yeah. which is right near the end, is, is probably the best song on the album um, yeah. and, and the, the most complex and is right at the end. So, it, you know, in that sense, maybe it's, it's meant to be a journey from innocence to experience or something like that. And that's the way he's put it together. But the only unfortunate thing about that is obviously as a listener, you come in and you're kind of not as enthused about the start of it. So... Um, anyway, so yeah, that's. that's well, we're all being really, really positive on it, and I'm and you're being positive, but I'm still going to argue with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the fact that you said like it's not a good start to the album, I think Sirens, and I think Sam was saying something similar. Is Sirens is kind of the I think it sets the scene for the album completely. Mm. Like it tells the story of what happened to his cousin, and that's kind of the context for the album. And it's a good song because it's not it's not like it's a poor song that's just putting a story. in I do think it's it's one of the best songs there. What about you, Sam? What do you, is he? Would you? Yeah, as well. I'd agree. I think I think everyone's kind of in agreement about Broken Girls. Yeah. I didn't... Whenever I went back to the album, I didn't get that same feeling that you're talking about, about okay. kind of wishing it had started with life. Yeah. Um, I do think, as you said, it, it gets... It definitely... The end of the album is kind of the highlight. Mm. Um, and it... That, I think, made me keep wanting to go back because it was such a kind of journey yeah. through the album. Mm. Um but yeah, I, so basically we've yeah. agreed so much that I tried to cause an argument at the end, but it still didn't work. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. Sorry, I'm sure there'll be other moments. Don't panic. Um, yeah, don't worry. So, uh, Matt, the next question. Uh, what album, uh, hopefully not including the one we just discussed, uh, grew yeah. on you the most in the course of the time we had? Um, that would be the Arctic Monkeys. Oh, okay, wow. Uh, Interesting. Uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Yes. Yes, yeah, I couldn't remember. I was trying to think of it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah, because... Initially, first listen to this, I wasn't taken by it at all. Um, to me, initially, it kind of felt self-indulgent and a bit arrogant. And just, um, it just didn't grab me at all. But kind of over time, um, I kind of started to think that maybe there's kind of this fine line between confidence and arrogance and really he's just really full full of confidence right now and just doing whatever he wants. And that's why it had like a bigger vision for the, for the album. It was a bit weirder. Yeah. It's all about a, a mystical hotel on the moon. <laughs> which is kind Try of, and say that with a straight face. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. And it's like, why should we care? But it's like, it's still him. He's still writing his like witty lyrics. Um, and there's yeah, this I'm like I flip with this album a lot. I think it, I, uh, in my opinion of it, transformed the most. But I don't think they're really using their band to the most like technically to the the best they can. But I'm happy that they're trying new things. Okay. And yeah. I think the the big thing that I I'm taking from this is that this makes me more excited for what they're going to do next then for this album i'm going to put on next time i want to listen to arctic monkeys i'm going to put on am or one of their older ones but i'm excited for what's next okay okay who wants to jump in i feel like i, I can see the others the other two around the room and they're kind of like uh, itching to say something i feel like go so, on. Go so on. Go i feel it. i feel like i should jump in because i picked this one yeah yeah um 
I really, really like Arctic Monkeys. I, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I bought tickets to see them. I think we know for, what's coming. For this, like, they released the tickets before the album would come out. <laughs> and I, I just absolutely hate the album. Wow. I thought it was by far their worst album. I, you talk about that album. kind of, that kind of, like, confidence. I just... I found Alex Turner impossible to enjoy at any point. I found from the very start <laughs> that he... It's a good thing that Matt's thousands of miles away can separate just, you now. <laughs> he, just, he just annoyed me to the point of, even in the songs where I felt like I could enjoy some part of it, like something like science fiction, mm. I feel like the band on that song... It's fine. I'm enjoying it. I get the vibe of it. I just, just anyone else performing that, I'd have probably enjoyed it. But he just put me off instantly. <laughs> and even, even like four out of five, which is the song I've heard the most, not yeah. just because of this, because it, it's being played and was the single or whatever. I, ju- I just find everything felt a bit like. It, a dirge that never ended mm. it's a 40 minute record <laughs> that felt like the longest record of everything that we covered yeah. and um, I I found myself having to force myself to go back and listen mm. to it and th- this is from a band who I really really liked and um, I was really liked all their albums prior to this one yeah, I, yeah and I thought AM was by far their best I thought that um, better that's than the debut as well yeah and that's the weird thing is that I'd, I'd say that's probably the most similar to this one mm-hmm. more than their others yeah, but yeah. I, I just wow. I think there's a lyric that I picked out on She Looks Like Fun which um, there's lo- no limit to the length of dickheads we can be and I just felt that was so appropriate <laughs> because I, 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 all I could think about throughout the whole album was just <laughs> what Brilliant. a dickhead um, okay. so that's Love it. I I okay. feel like I've gone all in. It was yeah, it was um yeah. it was nice to think that you and Matt might be friends when you first got on the call with each other twenty minutes ago and now I know that it's never gonna be able to work out, is it? I feel like it should probably be my turn to jump in. Fair enough. Because I'm gonna say that I think it's arguably the best album they've done since the first one. Um Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what I've noticed though from from That's Twitter, amazing. from my friends, we are also going to see them. We're going to see them in Sheffield, me and three friends and uh it's been equally as sort of mixed and I think that's what is happening everywhere is there's a massively mixed sort of reception to this album um, but for me yeah I, I'd i say it was probably my most instant connection as well if I was to answer the first question and I think um, I just thought it was really interesting to see them go off and do something different they've always changed by a small degree throughout their career but this is the biggest sidestep for them and I think maybe what stands out is it should be an Alex Turner solo album, which feeds into what you're saying. It's not yeah. an Arctic Monkeys album in some ways. Yeah. Somehow, which yeah, I found sure. amazing, was that they drafted in, like, magicians from other... Ba- magicians? <laughs> magicians? <laughs> I don't know where that word came from. I definitely meant musicians. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Um, musicians from other bands. Same in Parlour, I think one of them was from. and uh, But sounded like they had less of a band. So that was interesting, <laughs> but... This is still a good thing, though, is it? Well... I, t- I tried to think of it more as an Alex Turner album and, right. and not an Arctic Monkeys album because it is very different. But I think the idea that it was a load of like short stories about different characters, I thought I still thought it was really witty. Um, there's some there's some sections of it that I, I found very amusing. Um, I love his songwriting and 
Yeah, there's no way they could. The thing I think the big thing about it as well is there's no way they could go back to doing the content they did on like um, I can't remember the name of the first album, even though it's one of my favorite albums. Whatever people say, I'm that's what I'm not. But they can't go back to that content and on Humbug where they're writing about being sort of you know, little kids in the Reebok classics and getting involved in fights and running from the police because it's just not believable with them anymore. So I think they needed to do something really different. I do think the first half stronger than the second half of the album by quite a long way, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. So I, w- I will say that I, I really love doing this podcast. I really do love doing this <laughs> podcast. And this is the situations that arise that I just, that make that the case. I think this is a terrible album, an atrocious I album. <laughs> I found his... Well, I don't... My, my concern now is what I'm going to say is not going to do enough justice to how much I dislike <laughs> this album. That's, the, that's my worry. I'm going to say something and you think, oh, that's the reason there's a problem. There are so many problems. The first one, I'll just randomly pick one, is his cringingly crooning voice is unbearable. He used to do this a little bit as like a parody on like You, you yeah. look, good on the, look Good on the Dance Floor from the first album. And he's just swallowed himself completely in this lounge-singing crooner, which is just unbearable, absolutely unbearable. Um, so I just feel like he's, the artifice that he was playing with in the first album, and I'm not, I'll talk about the other albums in a minute, but just the very first album, which I absolutely loved, like Sam did, and like we probably all mm. did. Um, he, he's, he's let that swallow everything that he's trying to achieve, and he's just become a parody of himself, which is a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. So... Um, I thought that I, I pick up on a couple of things a couple of people said about the band. Um, the one of the best things in that band is their drummer. Matt, Matt yeah. Helders is an amazing drummer. Yeah. And yeah. in this, he was just like left, like just keeping a four-four time while the other guy was doing like this lounge, you know, review kind of thing. Mm. It was just oh. so. <laughs> again, I'm, I'm trying to contain my my contempt uh, as much as I can. Very angry about this. I am really angry about it. I, I, I am angry, and, the, and I'll say I'm angry because I love the like we all did. I love the first album. I would say the first album is massively better than anything else they've done since. And to me, the question I was going to finish on was with this album is. In a way, I don't think it's about whether this album is good or not. It's about whether this album is, could be salvaged and whether the band can be salvaged from this album. Like even, even Fran, who likes the band, the album, says that it's not really the band's album, it's yeah, just yeah, his yeah. album. So he should just go off and do his own yeah. atrocious lounge singing nightmare and the band should just disband. <laughs> I, I, that's where I feel like because I don't know if they can come back from this. And, and I'll say that I, I liked AM, it's okay. I, I, I know the other three or four albums in between the first one and this one were all okay. I, I was never totally wowed. And I think Fran's got a point, a good point. What do they do after they've written one amazing album about being young in Sheffield, knocking mm. around on the streets? What do they do? I this, don't know what they do. They this do, is what yeah, they do. And, and maybe they, they do nothing. about space. Maybe they do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe, maybe they give up the go to the shop and sell the shop and just, just decide that they've done what the, they've made their amazing contribution to music and now they just need to walk away because this is not a, a workable solution to like trying to reinvent yeah. themselves. For but me. your thing all the time, Nick, is about artists who are changeable, who do different things, who yeah, test themselves. Yeah, it should be successful. You're right. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I will give you full I, credit I, for I, trying to do something different, but it's not worked. I'd in, love it if any it's level. like lounge singer done well. Yeah. But, it, but it's not done well. That's the problem, is that if, if they'd done this style of album mm. and it made you actually want to go back to it, I think that would be fine. But, I yeah... I'll put it on vinyl if that helps. Oh, <laughs> I had something written down about vinyl, like that it's it's performed like with the smugness of someone who has just released 
the fastest selling vinyl in yeah, the last yeah. 25 years. Yeah, like, yeah. It, or the smugglers are someone who just started selling a stadium ticket before yeah, he released the album, they, so people buy the, the they, tickets before they realize the album is shit. But everyone no, does that. No music, no music <laughs> was released before the album that came yeah, out yeah, as well. Yeah. I found, singles, I found yeah. that really interesting how yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it just dropped and it was as if they kind of knew that it would oh, get I think they knew fans would hate reaction. it. I, knew they, I think they knew like a certain type of Arctic Monkey fan would hate it. I'm not saying that, I'm not comparing you guys who don't like it to that. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they've got, they know that a certain type of people who love you know fluorescent adolescent and all the sort of lad lad music that they've done in the past which yeah. was still brilliant and witty and really well mm-hmm. done and was almost a parody of lad music in in some ways but i think they knew there was going to be certain people who absolutely despise this album and i can also completely understand why people do completely despise it even though mm-hmm. i think it's their best work other than the first album um, yeah really That's- yeah yeah Wow, we'd really run the gamut with this range of reactions. I feel like, which is excellent. That's what I was really hoping for out of some of these these albums. I mean, I wasn't huge on AM other than two songs. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't love it. Sort it was, of um, them trying to be like mega star rock stars, and I think it worked on "Do I Want to Know" and it worked on a couple of others, but a lot of it felt really throwaway to me. AM. So. He, um, <laughs> uh, I saw a TV performance of him performing one of the songs off this album, uh, what, the four first single. Five, yeah, four stars out of five. And at the end of it, behind the piano, he just stood up and just put his arms out. I don't know if anyone saw yeah, this on YouTube. You. Oh, we saw it together. Yeah, yeah. He just stood up and just, and just nobody else can see this on the mic, obviously, but just stretched his arms out as if to say, there you go, Yeah, but he's doing it on purpose. He's doing it on purpose. It's all a use. It's a personality. It's for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's been doing it off the back of really good music in the past. I mean, he went and did the American accent for a little bit. I mean, I'm not doubting there's definitely a dickhead side to Alex Turner, but I love it when he's a dickhead. I think he's brilliant. <laughs> I think he's a genius. Did you guys, I do. Did you guys get the Abbott bit in uh, science fiction? No. I swear the piano is the same as Money, Money, Money in Abbott. Oh my! I think God. that all that tells us is how much you've listened to Money, Money, Money by Abbott. <laughs> I'd rather listen, much rather listen to that. I think I would actually. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. So, so let's move on. Um, the next question is for Fran. Um, are there any albums in this selection other than the ones we talked about already that you just could not connect with? Um, yes. Okay. Would you like to talk a little more <laughs> in detail about the album you are referring to? Um, okay. So Thanks I, I feel like much. this is probably going to be divisive as well because I've got a feeling. I can't say for Sam, but I can predict a couple of people might like this album more than I did. It was King Cruel. You have to try and guess in advance. I do have to guess. Yeah. I have to just like proving I'm right. Yeah. It was King Cruel's The Ooze. Um, that was the one I could not connect with. Um, I couldn't connect with it at all, actually. If anything, I got less and less interested every time I listened to it <laughs> until I had to stop listening to it. Um, they're just trying so hard to be cool. That is all they're attempting to be all the way through the album. There's just... Oh, God, even the name, the ooze of the album, it just sounds like they're trying to be cool even when they do that. And it's got the most ridiculous <laughs> lyrics I have ever heard. I mean, in the first song, who the fuck rhymes Motorola and Gianfranco Zola? <laughs> and there's just a whole line, a whole fucking chorus. Where he <laughs> Matt just, just said he loves that, I just heard him say. Well, well Matt's an idiot then. There's a, <laughs> there's a whole verse where he just rhymes words that end with Ola, and he just says every word that ends with Ola, and none of it means anything. There's no depth. <laughs> To this album, for that opening song, Biscuit Towns, the ultimate uh, example of what my problem with this album is just a band trying to be cool and they just they just failed to do anything interesting, in my opinion. Um, yeah, tried to they tried a different few varieties of genre, I think, but there was just for me there was no pull. It was just I was bored. So yeah, okay. there is an album I definitely could not connect to. Okay, uh, anyone else want to jump into that? Uh, Sam, what do you reckon? Is it what about that album in particular? Um, it, 
I actually agree entirely. Right. Okay. Um, okay. And I think even after all of that stuff I just said about the Arctic Monkeys album, mm. I think this was probably my least favorite of the, the whole yeah, thing. Okay. Um, I, I actually compared the two a bit in their kind of droning, kind of endless... Mm. <laughs> It's See, this just, one felt droning and endless to me. This definitely. was like 70 minutes, if not 80 minutes <laughs> yeah. long. So for you, it was like a double, double version of the Arctic Monkeys album. <laughs> but like, I, the main thing was, it's just the voice. I just, mm. I just could not stand it. Yeah. And um, it was, it felt like the sort of album that people really, really force themselves to listen to over and over again until mm. they like it. Because they want to be cool. Because they want to be yeah. cool. It was yeah. like, who say that they because they're supposed to like it because mm. they're told this is and i just oh i just hated it um and i'm really glad i thought i was gonna get shouted out for my opinion on this album but you know that's... you might yeah you never know and i i felt exactly the same i came into this thinking i'm gonna get shot down instantly yeah that this right. is like well we're together mate. if they argue we'll just leave yeah oh that'd be helpful <laughs> um okay yeah matt why don't you jump in and then i'll go last again uh yeah, I also struggle with this album hey. a bit. Um, so I've liked King Crawl for a while, um, but I've only really first ever album? listened to the, a couple singles. Is it not Never the first album, album. Matt? Uh, Matt, do you know you know how many albums they've done before? It's a, he's a, he's done. Is it just one album before? Oh, okay, okay. okay. right, right, right. But I didn't I think um, maybe two, but he was. I remember listening to him a long time ago when he was went under the name Zoo Kid. Right, um, but it was more. It was much more sparse then, and it it like applied. He like most of his music focuses on his quite strange voice, hmm. which I do like when he uses it well. It's not a um, voice, but for a lot of this album, he's just <laughs> you have to give him the fact that it's a voice. Music. Come on, sorry, Matt. We, well, we talked over you. Apologize. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but like some of it. Some of it is like he's just droning over some like asyncopated beats that don't make sense <laughs> and so i like uh i think like cadet limbo was one that stood out as a particularly bad uh song to me i'm glad you could be asked to remember some names because i couldn't cadet leaps i couldn't some... tell you what any of them sounded like honestly <laughs> yeah <laughs> some of them are better though i think i liked it when he like picked up the drums picked added some pace and he actually had a bit more like venom in the song, and then I felt like it was actually going somewhere. And mm. um, but it still it was not particularly inspired, I don't think. And so yeah, I was okay. I, this was the one I was most disappointed with. Wow. Okay. This is not That's what okay. I was expecting at all with this all album. Right. I really all thought right. I was going to be on my own, but well, um, I, I did not love this album, but I certainly didn't hate it as much as anybody else. I think out of the three of you. Um, to me, it, it seemed like he was trying to play around with some creative ideas, but he didn't really uh, bring them to fruition a lot of times. Um, one thing that's problematic about it as well is it came in the playlist just, just by accident right after the Saber. So, Saba. Saba. Yeah. Um, and the Saba, on many levels, sort of left it behind, I think, you know, like quality-wise, production-wise, yeah. songwriting, everything. So that, that made it look kind of in the shadow of that album a lot, which, is, which was kind of a problem. Um, there was some uh, incoherence in it and some lo-fi stuff in it, but I, I didn't know how to feel about that really. I felt like sometimes he was trying to do something fresh, but it didn't really work out that well. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm not. I'm certainly not defending it to the extent that I think it was a great album, but I, I, I wasn't that fussed about it particularly. 
Um, I thought there's one song in particular I really didn't like, Dumb Surfer, is it called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was, that's one that stood um, out. It was particularly painful. Yeah, it yeah. was really annoyingly produced with like this noise on it. But, I mean, uh, that said, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I would probably listen to something else he did and see whether it was any good. I would see if he had any better ideas or, or, or rather, not the ideas, but see if he brought things through a bit, a bit more to completion. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 you know, again, I, f- I feel like it's going to sound like I'm defending it versus the three of you, but I'm, I'm only saying I think there were some redeeming things that might be worth going back to him for in the future. That's about, that's about all I'd say about it. So really. better than the Arctic Monkeys album, then? Oh yeah! Oh my god, <laughs> way better than the Arctic Monkeys album. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had it had some interesting things going on sometimes, a moment, whereas the Arctic Monkeys was just a parody of <laughs> a terrible lounge band from the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's that's. Um, we should go on to. There's there's three more to do. Um, let's talk about uh, everything is recorded, shall we? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Why don't you? Why don't I go first? Yeah, I've got the last one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I feel left out. Um, so this one um, is the kind of album uh, that I think if Fran was guessing, he'd think I loved. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> guess on this one. Though, actually, yeah, I didn't, I didn't um, think about it. But I, I felt like it was it was all right, but um, it seemed like a bit of a mishmash of different uh, attempts to do different song styles and sort of drop different um, producers and or not producers different uh, features into individual tracks mm. that I found um, didn't really hang that well together as an album. So there were there were decent enough songs. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, actually most of the songs that Sanford were was directly singing on I found to be the strongest ones on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But kind of uh, amazing, yeah, yeah. So that so that was you know I'm still annoyed with him though because he beat Kate Tempest to the Mercury last year. So it's I not can never really forgive him just for that. To put that out there. I know it's a fair point, yeah. but still, uh, it's just not cool. Um, so yeah, so I suppose um, the soundtracks are strong. Um, the worst track on it by far is "Be My Friend." I, oh, I thought that was a really, really irritating wow. song. Nick's wrong again. Wow. It was so annoying because it just kept looping the same sentiment over and over it just went nowhere it just had no like development conceptually it just <laughs> sounds like looking at his notes again like are we talking about the same song obviously it was just really repetitively melodically repetitive I found so um, anyway I don't think the album was, was awful but um, in the end it was just uh, just okay and again the the I can't ever say it, but the Saber album, yeah. again, Sabah. left it behind. Sabah. 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 I can never say <laughs> it. I can never say it. I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, that left it behind. So again, it, it couldn't really c- compete with that, I think. Yeah. So, uh, Sam? I keep going second. I feel okay, like Fran. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Um, yeah, all right. So I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was... Um, I, one thing I've written down is that I think some people might argue that it's not an album in the technical measure of an album but um i felt there was enough that tied it together really um to make it an album i think there was a lot of similar themes throughout it i think the repeated speech about how there are times when we feel like we're alone and all that kind of thing kind of there was a lot of themes that tied it together and i think um it was just a really good you talked about the various um artists featuring on it but i think it was just really each time i think it was really well chosen i think abaye and Sampha, i'm big fans of both of them anyway and they just really brought the songs to life. So I do think the songs with them, them on featured uh, were the best. But other than that, the one song that didn't, that I really did like that stood out to me was Be My Friend. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> mentioned that one. Um, um, I thought that was great. Um, oh, come on. I had a, my other favourite was Kane, which is just a, a bye features on that one. Um, but yeah, Be My Friend, the guy on that is, um, his name's Infinite and that is apparently Ghostface Killer's song. I don't know if anyone else 
Oh, found that out, which I was I again. Maybe I love Girls Face Killer, so that research, might be why I love that yeah. song. But um, but yeah, I thought it was really strong. I thought um, I'd never heard you of find Richard that main Russell. refrain really repetitive. Be my friend. Be well, that was what the oh song was, God. you know. I, oh, and it's kind of on, that's on. what happens in songs sometimes. They have a they have a yeah. chorus, you know, yeah. um, or a refrain. <laughs> <laughs> it repeats. Um, less than fifty times though. But I thought no, I think it was a really good um, sort of a really good sort of example of a you know a collaborative album, and I was really impressed by it. And I think probably my favourite on the on the list. Um, wow. Yeah, big fan. Okay. Right. Uh, so we Matt, Matt, and Matt, Sam, go last. Matt, what'd you rate? Um, so I, I like this a lot. I, I think I'm some, yeah, I'm similar to Fran. I think this may be this favorite album on the list. Um, but it was, a lot was dependent on his collaborators. Mm. So yeah, as we've all said, Santa is awesome. And but not as good as Kate Tempest. Sorry, I would, I would argue that album <laughs> is pretty great. Process. Um, but that's a different, different, uh, different topic. Uh, <laughs> Derailing things completely there. Yeah, it's quite yeah. interesting though. Because one thing I wanted to, I was going to say about this album that I haven't said is that I actually think it's it's um, it's up for the Mercury as Sanford, which Sanford won last year. Yeah, and I, as, yeah. I like Process a lot, but I actually think this is a better album than Process. I'm just going to put that out there now, and then I'm going to be quiet. Uh, Carry on, Matt. Yeah. On that one. <laughs> no, Matt, go ahead. Well, there are some there are some weaknesses to this, right? Like. I, I liked the gigs track, but I don't just think it's bedded in particularly well. Yeah, another of the best the tracks. Another of the best tracks on the album. Gigs is great. Yeah, but but I don't know if it just matched the flow of everything else. And then the, there was also the saxophone at the end of two of the songs, which I felt was really unnecessary. Um, but that maybe that's just because I don't think sax works most of the time. <laughs> I was just gonna. Say, what are you on about? <laughs> I was going to say, is that the reason you're so saying someone that? Someone also told us yeah. they don't like fade-outs in an early episode of the song. So yeah. would you rather have a fade-out or a yeah. saxophone at the end of a song? Yeah, <laughs> yeah pick one. I do Actually, I did write about Be My Friend, though. Um, right. I think it was repetitive, but the I really liked the way that the spoken word that was going over the top mm. yeah. was the thing that was actually progressing in the song. Yeah. Oh, Matt. Yeah. Why are you that, building yeah, a bridge? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're near a punch-up at this end of the line. You're, you're building a bridge between Fran and I. That's kind of annoying. Well, and so like, it was an interesting way of doing it and flipping it, like having the not have the sample be the thing that's repeating, having the vocals repeat, and then having the the thing that's been sampled in be the thing that's moving the song forward. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I really I really like this album as a whole, and I, yeah, I hope he does more stuff. And the process? Uh, I don't like. Um, no, is one word. <laughs> No, my piano, my piano is is uh, one of my favourite songs of the past decade. So, but this wow. is my point with the pro. I think there's more average songs on Process than there is on this album. There's a few real standouts on Process that are amazing, but I think there's more standout tracks on this album. I'd have to listen to them side by side at the same time. One track. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! That might not work. <laughs> nice. All right. So Sam, jump, drop in. Yeah, I think I agree with. Pretty much everyone's kind of on the same page with um, that. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I thought, yeah, it's it's basically the first half of it's basically a Sanfa record, mm. and then the second yeah. half is basically infinites on most of the songs near the end. Yeah. I'd say, um, but that I wrote that that's no bad thing. I think it it kind of works better if you think of it more. I thought of it like a playlist, basically, mm. just like a 
kind of producer doing a playlist. Yeah. And I, I liked the way that the interludes between the songs kind of brought them together, even yeah. if some of them were quite different. Like, I liked the gigs track. And um, I think I hate to bring Be My Friend up again, <laughs> but I actually wrote down here, um, which is why I reacted when Nick was saying it before, that... Um, the best tracks are the ones that properly go somewhere, like Be My Be Friend. My friend. <laughs> um, because I actually felt like that did kind of progress. Oh and, yeah. um, I, I also... Um, the song Bloodshot Red Eyes, yeah. I pointed that out as that was probably my favourite song on the whole record. Um, I just feel like it was so... It had this like euphoric kind of um, quality to it, mm. which in compared to everything else that we listened to this month, I feel like it kind of stood out as well amongst everything else. Um, But yeah, I I liked it. I thought um, maybe it didn't work as well as as an album as the Sabo one did, but um, I think there was a lot to enjoy on there. And I think the, like everyone said, the the collaborations on it um, worked really well. Mm. so yeah, I think that's an interesting. One of the points you made, I think it's quite interesting, Sam, is that um, so there's a Baye, there's Sampher, and there's uh, Infinite, and maybe a couple more who appear on a lot of the songs. Yeah. So when we're talking about it having a lot of features and collaborators and stuff, and that sometimes been, a, I think if there'd been a different collaborator on each song, it would have yeah. felt really sort of piecemeal, like you were saying. Yeah, but I think the fact that the they popped up together sometimes, like it's, the songs with two like... of them and stuff like that, so it feels like a collaborative album where sometimes just someone's. Not on a like you could have a performance of the album yeah. with those guys, yeah. and then each of them which like, I hope they do. Like, I'm definitely go. Um, maybe I could be persuaded. Yeah, I don't know. Not about be my friend. Definitely not. That one's <laughs> off the list. But uh, maybe the, maybe the album is, is worth another go. Yeah, I, I could be persuaded potentially. I think it's interesting at this point, Nick. I know you're hosting, but a quick question because three of these albums we've talked about so far are all mm. up for the Mercury, aren't they? There's everything is recorded. Uh, there's Arctic Monkeys and there's. Um, the wonderful King Cruel that obviously I loved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do we think? Do we think winners in any of them? Or? Um, if, I mean, if everything is recorded wins, that'd be kind of amazing that Sanford won effectively almost won two years yeah. in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's ever won, yeah. Only PJ Harvey's ever won twice before, so it would be kind of incredible to have somebody won two years in a row. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the full list, so we, we're going to have to talk about that. We're going to look through it more. I know some um, of them. I mean, my... my favourite album on there is the Nadine Shaw which I did as my uh, oh, yeah. I love yeah, yeah. was it the last podcast yeah I'd love to see that win uh, yeah you know yeah. I've got a sneaky suspicion we might see the Arctic Monkeys win though I've got that a real suspicion and they real suspicion the we might see for them as well wouldn't they? got a real suspicion we might see it can you imagine how much of a dickhead he'd be after that <laughs> that'd be a nightmare yeah you think he got critical you know uh, acceptance at that point yeah wouldn't he what a nightmare. Um, okay, so let's uh, we uh, we have uh, one more, and then we'll talk about the while of Robin. So that is the last one is um, uh, Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt, and Emmylou Harris's trio. Um, a classic for the month. Why doesn't Matt start? Sure. Um, we all know how much Matt loves uh, Dolly Parton. Anyway, just to reiterate yeah. a story I told on an earlier oh, podcast yeah. <laughs> that when me and Matt used to live together, I uh, I could hear him through the door singing along to Dolly Parton at the top of his voice, and it was beautiful. So. I don't think we need Matt to even comment on this. We know his feelings on it already. Yeah, it's, it's my number one album yeah. of all time, right? Yeah. yeah. No, so, yeah, honest, I'd, I'd only heard two Dolly Parton songs before then, and that was Jolene and uh, 9 to 5. So, <laughs> the classics. Uh, yeah. To be honest, I haven't really listened to much country, of the, like country country, that doesn't also have folk tinges to it. Mm. And I, to be honest, found it quite hard to have a reference point to know 
like is this good is this not and mm. apart from just like how um like like it grabbed me um and to be honest it made me what it made me think of was uh it felt very cinematic to me because i was just thinking of like westerns the entire time mm. that's, <laughs> that's i've really listened to country did you put on a cowboy uh, hat I didn't, I didn't, I don't have a cowboy hat yet. Maybe I should what? get one. You live in America, though. Yeah, but well, when I get citizenship, they right. give you one, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When I got mine, they did that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like the harmonies in this are, are crazy. If you like harmonies, this album <laughs> is definitely for you. <laughs> it's like nothing but... Um, and you can see like some of the like modern uh, bands that... I like like uh, the knaves. You can see maybe some influences on mm. them because it's three women singing their hearts out, all 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 in har- harmonies. <laughs> oh, you should have written the tagline for this album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. and I I like I have a favorite song in the album, like um, Hobo's Meditation. I quite liked a lot because yeah. I thought it was quite funny the, the way they're musing <laughs> on uh, like. Uh, the, like equality in heaven, and like whether whether that actually exists, and they actually didn't just use harmonies in this. They were flick, flicking out in between, just uh, uh, letting Dolly sing and then letting the other two come in. And I think that added a bit more to it. Otherwise, it like I found it get, got a bit samey to me. But mm. that might be just me, my like naivety within the genre. Um, but yeah. I didn't really. I like read about this album, and I couldn't believe it was nominated for a Grammy. Was and it? Yeah, for album, of the, album of the year. Was it? It won. Yeah. Well, it, got it, it didn't win album of the year. Yeah. yeah. Do we know what won that year? I think you two. Yeah, you, you two. Josh Richman. I was going to okay. read it. That's quite a good album, so I can't really say much. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll jump in. Shall I now this time? Yeah. Um, so I, I was really. Uh, it was a really interesting exercise doing this. Doing this album. Um, because I also don't know country very well. Um, but I was really trying to... I struggled a little bit to try and understand what the goal was of having these three, uh, what I understand to be big stars of the genre, all on the one album. It seemed like it was a supergroup of sorts, but then it was like everyone was on guitar or playing solos together. You know, like, so when you talk about lots of harmonies and stuff, I found it a bit overwhelming. Like, they seemed like... Sometimes they felt like they were competing in terms of, I mean, they musically well, worked well together, but they were sort of competing in performance to, like, out-shred it on guitar, as if it was, like, you know, watching, like, Van Halen, like, three Van Halen. <laughs> shredding <or>, Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a word. Um, yeah, it was like, um, you know, like, as if, you know, you had, you know, loads of, like, Steve Vai guitar, guitarists all playing at the same time, all trying to, like, outdo each other. Um, that, that was a real problem. I, I had a difficult time getting past it because it, uh, it was a bit distracting, you know? Um, but I suppose... Uh, there were obviously the skill it was was very high. The level of the singing is very high. I'm not I'm not going to dispute that at all. Um, I actually didn't like um, the the one. What was the one you referred Hobo's to? Hobo's meditation. Uh, Hobo's meditation. meditation um, yeah. Because it felt like it was it fitted them very much in a, in a. So this is just my fault. I will I will totally concede. I'm looking. I'm generally looking for something less in a genre. You know, less that fits in a genre in, in music I listen to. And this was very much. And that song in particular was very much. A country song in a, on a country album, you know, in that within that genre, it sat so well within that space. I just sort of felt like, okay, well, even though I don't know the genre that well, I, I kind of don't see there's so much more to get to with it, you know. So, 
Um, some of the songs reminded me. This is the, this is the only connection I sort of did jump to. Um, some of the murder ballads, mm. uh, some Nick Cave's murder ballads, um, and the Bad Seeds murder ballads. Um, particularly the one with Kylie, uh, which I can't remember the name of the actual song now. Where the wild roses, where the wild roses, roses grow. Yeah, um, but obviously I realised that he's doing. I think he's doing something that's more kind of almost parodic of that type of music. So you know, I, I realise it's not quite the same intent, but. Um, yeah, so, you know, it was very skillful, but um, having three huge voices on stage at once um, was sometimes a, a real challenge for me, so... Yeah. Uh, who wants to go? Who I mean, I've also go? written down Her Words Meditation, so I feel like, just in case Sam hasn't, we may as well keep the string of okay. Her Words Meditation <laughs> conversations going. I will say, by the way, there was one song, uh, To Know Him Is To Love Him, that I thought worked really well, actually. That was, that was one of the nicest songs on the album, and just really more delicate and a bit less everyone... Shouting, oh, not shouting. shouting. That's, that's not fair. That's not fair. I'll back up the same shouting. <laughs> Just everyone projecting a lot all the time. I was, it was more delicacy in it. So yeah. Anyway, so go ahead, Fran. No, so Hobo's meditation. I think um, it was probably for me the most interesting song, but I wasn't fully sure whether I was completely offended by it or not. Like. Yeah, it's just I know it's quite an old <laughs> album, but it's just some of the and I found this throughout the album in some ways is there's some of the old. And probably it's similar to some older country music, you know, some of the themes and some of the way they they, they word things and some of the things they talk about. Uh, I'm not entirely comfortable with it. There's a few a couple of songs that are very much focused on how to please your man and that kind of thing, and it, it, I struggled yeah. with that. Um, but I expected to hate this because <laughs> similar reasons to Matt was saying, I only really know 9 to 5 and Jolene, and Jolene's all right, but Matt's ruined it for him. For me forever. After I heard him sing it, um, nine, nine to five uh, is up there with my worst, most annoying songs I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> but this was a lot less horrible a listen than I expected. I got a bit out of it. I enjoyed wow, some of it. High praise, yeah. From well, that's, just, that's as far as I'm going to be able to go. It is as far as I'm going to be able to go because <laughs> I didn't love it, and I'm not going <laughs> to probably listen to it again. But it didn't. It didn't. I could listen to it. That's. And I didn't expect to be able to listen to it very much, and I, I could. And yeah, to know him to is to love him was one of the ones that melodically and sounded nice, but it was also one of the ones where it was kind of a bit. I didn't really get with the theme too much. Um, but I, one thing I could see is how it's influenced some of the music I really like today. Um, some of the folky sort of country stuff that I, I do like yeah. today. And I'm not saying necessarily this album, but this this My era of music. And, well, yeah, I love that album. Didn't I? <laughs> but sort of. Um, yeah, some of the sort of hooray for the riffraff, even that kind of stuff. And, and I actually go to the folk festival in Hebden Bridge every year, and they have an Americana stage. And I actually love watching this kind of music live because I think it is to see the voices live and to see you know they are really talented musicians live is is an enjoyable thing. But to to listen to it over and over again is not is not for me really. So um, yeah, I was in the middle on it. Um, but yeah, let's go right. to Sam. This was Sam's pick, actually. Yeah, so yes. why don't you tell us about it? Ours was Arctic um, Monkeys, by the way, I, so well, thanks, for the Arctic, <laughs> thanks for the Arctic Monkeys, mate. Um, I chose it because I was trying to think of something that none of you would ever pick in Yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah, you, you did, did that. You did. And I was, Success. I was trying to think what kind of thing could I go for, and I, I love modern country music. Mm, mm. It's, like, a really weird thing that I love all of these other things and, like, but I seem to be like the only person, or I thought I was the only person yeah. I knew. I have loads of friends who actually love it as well. Yeah. It's one but, of those um, like, guilty secrets, isn't it? Then you find yeah, out everybody and, likes it. Like if if you go on my like Apple Music or anything, or 
it thinks that's all I listen to. Right. Like, all I get is suggestions <laughs> for country. <laughs> I think this isn't it. But um, I wanted to pick it because I've never really gone back um, and listened to, like, the classics. Mm. And this was always... Um, seen as like one of those like big moments like right. both commercially and obviously these are three people who it's it's weird that it's a country album but the three of them weren't only Dolly Parton was really in the country genre still really? at that point and mm-hmm. um, so like Emmylou Harris was more the folk side of it and then Linda Ronstadt was like kind of she was more like on like folk rock kind right. of thing okay. um, and she was and um, so but they were all really good friends And I think that's the thing that I felt like through the record is that it's three people who have such a mutual respect of each Mm. other. And I didn't really get what you were saying about the, that they were kind of competing. I always felt like they were. It was almost that they never told. I don't mean, I don't mean by that. They like didn't get on. I just mean that they, and when they've got three voices, that much power and skill, there's a natural inclination and you have to really hold back from doing too much, you know, and like getting just sort of playing over it. I I just, you know, I I thought of some of that. That's why I'm referring to. I, I just felt like they, they were kind of, they had they have distinctive voices mm. individually, and I think it, the fact that they sound so great together, um, is actually pretty surprising. Yeah. Um, I picked out to know him and to love him as well. Mm. I thought that was that's the best track on it. I, I really liked um, telling me lies as well. Mm. Um, I thought that it was best at its best when they were singing together in harmony. Um, I think. It maybe because I'm coming at it from I've listened to a lot of country albums and yeah. all of these things that you say about albums. It's not a genre where an album is kind of the be all and end all. Mm. A lot of albums are basically just filler for the hit singles that they stick at the front. The rest of it is just there, <laughs> and um, it's all very very samey. Um, right, right. So that's kind of a staple of that genre, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um, well, sounds like it is, I've got to say. But, yeah. but when when I've gone back and listened to older stuff, that I've always that's one thing I've always picked out that yeah, I find yeah. that's quite difficult for me. Right. And, and so you'll pick out individual songs. It's why someone like Dolly yeah. has had the big hits that people know, but mm. you, you wouldn't know any of her albums. Mm. Or and she's had like seven hundred or whatever. I was going to say, um, she said loads so, of material. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's not groundbreaking in the slightest, and I never mm. think. I never feel like it's trying to be. I think it's just them three kind of celebrating each other's own voices and mm. enjoying singing together. Yeah. Because um, if you if you go back, they were doing like TV shows and stuff together. Um, oh, right. This was like an album that was in the works for right. many years. Okay. And they were friends with each other for such a long time. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really interested that none of you like all out hated it. I was, yeah, yeah. I was expecting <laughs> this like um, terrible torrent of backlash. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was, yeah, there was, there was good things about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, inter- yeah. I think it was interesting as well because it is a, it is a genre that I don't, I haven't, I've never thought that I wouldn't like the genre at all because I think I'm a big fan of folk music and I think there's definitely crossover and some of the folk that I listen to has. Yeah. A country element to it. Mm. I think Dolly Parton, I've sort of pigeonholed as as nine to five and Dolly Land, and yeah. she's kind of like the country Michael Michael Jackson. She, although Michael Jackson obviously was amazing, so I don't know. Who I'm comparing them to, but um, <laughs> but I think I always had what she was in my head, and I think, I don't know if this album's maybe a bit of uh, an outlier compared to the rest of her stuff because I think is it more is it less 
poppy, less sort of anthems and that kind of thing. A lot of her other stuff is like this. Yeah. Um, I think obviously there's influences from the other two, and it's it is yeah, a yeah. collaboration. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's. Is it bad I mean, that I just is... thought of it as a Dolly Parton album all the time? For even though it was called Trio, and I know two other people on it, I couldn't. For me, I struggled to <laughs> yeah. like pick out the other pieces. So I'm kind of in the middle of you two. I didn't think they were competing. I thought they blended quite well, but then I think for me, it was a Dolly album with two people. Supporting her. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like they gave her centre stage. Mm. Okay. She was centre stage at, yeah. at that point. Yeah, because she was the big star, I suppose. I think I think um, Linda and um, Emily actually wrote more of it right, on okay. it as well. All ah, right. So, because okay. um, okay. I think a lot of them, one of them wrote this, wrote that song rather than yeah, writing yeah. the songs together, right, even yeah, yeah, yeah. forming them. All right. Um, well, this is, I'll just say, this is exactly why we wanted to have you on because we thought you would like be able to send some curveballs towards us, and you did. And but this has yeah. been interesting to get into this, uh, you know, and we'll see more about it with Robin because we don't, we don't know that one either, particularly, of course. So, um, yeah, it's, it's worked out really well in that respect, yeah. So, do you want to talk about um, why you love Robin then? Tell us a little bit about it, and then yeah. we'll, we'll all chip in. I, I was really, I was surprised that kind of no one had, when I listened back to the last podcast when you said that. Um, I was coming on. Um, I was surprised that none of you had really kind of heard of her or even had kn- knew any of the songs. I'd heard um, of her and I knew like the two biggest uh, Dance on My Own and um, I had never heard yeah. of her at What's all. What's the one at not, the not, end of not, no. Gets Get Close it Get Close with Every Heartbeat? I knew yeah. those two songs, but that was that was the limit for me. That was all I'd heard. Um so I I absolutely love Robin. I'd probably say for me personally, like probably in my like top three like artists like wow. of my life it's, wow. it's been that That's kind huge. of um she just manages to capture this kind of it's dance music and it's electronic music a lot of the time but there's just so much heartbreak in there and mm. so much emotion and through the way she sings and through the way she writes mainly um i just think i personally don't think there's been anyone in the past few decades doing electronic pop music to that standard that she has and um especially recently um it's it's quite funny the timing of this um she hasn't actually had a solo song in eight years and mm. she's released a new single like yeah, two weeks ago so man. oh okay. um no. it, came up on my so it wasn't it wasn't to this, so uh, I, I had Robin. no idea that that was gonna happen but um, right. nice <laughs> that's yeah, what so, we'd like the podcast actually just said that would happen just before yeah perfect yeah. timing yeah. so like I think one thing to explain about her is that she's had such an interesting like career trajectory. Um, she started off in the early 90s when she was like 15 and she was um, back in Sweden signed to um, like Jive Records. So this was when, um, I don't know if you guys know Max Martin who wrote, he's written like, he wrote all the big songs for mm. like Backstreet Boys. I know the name. Okay. Britney and all of these things. Uh, I read about like, an article about Britney that was in because it, it was 20 years of Baby One More Time yeah. and there was an article about him. That's all, what I know all the way through to like Taylor Swift, recently Adele, like right. has written the biggest songs of the last like two decades. Um, and Robin was like one of the first of those. Um, and she had two huge hits in the US, um, Show Me Love and um, yeah. uh, what's it called? The other one. Um Oh, I've completely Don't forgotten. This no, um, no, it's not on the. It's, oh, not, it's on not on the playlist. Not on the playlist. No. Um, I definitely won't be able to guess it then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
they were too huge, like top 10 hits. Um, and she was kind of being billed as this like teen star. And um, it was at that point where like pop music was just kind of exploding again. Mm. It, it had come out of the kind of the grunge of the early 90s in the US especially. Um, and so she she was actually offered Baby One More Time. She was the second person that it was written for, basically. Mm. Um, and she ended up turning it down because she was so stressed with the kind of manic nature of becoming a pop star at like 15. Um, so then got to like 10 years later um, and she goes completely independent after um, basically having to, she's writing all of her own music, mm. but she's at a label that's producing Britney's and or like NSYNC and all of these things that they weren't really in control of their career. Mm. Um, and she wanted to be in control of her career. So she went completely independent and then ended up becoming so much bigger as kind of an electronic pop artist. Um, especially with, with every heartbeat, that was like mm. the breakout hit. Yeah. I remember that um, being massive at the time. That was, yeah. that was like a number yeah. one single and, over um, here, but in America yeah, and Britain. Yeah, in, yeah, in, right, in the yeah. UK. Um, so, yeah, like, it's so interesting that she has, like, two separate careers. Um, and even she considers, like, her that she's about to release her third album. And her career's been going on since, like, 94. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's she's had, like, six albums or something, um, as well as a load of collaborations. And I tried to include pretty much something from every single mm-hmm. album and all of her collaboration albums as well. Um, so yeah. that there was a good mixture of stuff. I don't know if people noticed that yeah, some noticed of it sounded very different yeah. to the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, sure. yeah, yeah. I noticed the Roy Scott, which a, a band my sister was really into, so I knew Roy Scott. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I'd heard those, I'd actually heard those songs before, but not realised they were Robin until I heard them through through this playlist. So, yeah, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you, I don't want to stop you. Is there more? You want no, to I, I'm to? interested in what you guys think. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I could gush all day about <laughs> how much I love her and how... <laughs> I for me like songs like Danced on My Own and Be Mine and um The Girl and the Robot I, they've been like some of my favorite songs like ever um wow. and seeing her live yeah. was probably one of the best gigs I've ever been to just from a kind of personal mm. standpoint mm-hmm. um, and the energy she has on stage is just um was unlike anything I'd seen from that kind of star. And I think it was at Manchester Academy. So it was a tiny venue. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I'm just interested in what you guys yeah. think. Cause I know yeah. that this, this probably isn't something any of you would have listened to or. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to go, to? Wanna, uh, I can, I can wait, Matt. Do you want to talk or Fran? I don't mind. Uh, sure. I can go for it. Matt, yeah, absolutely. Just that. Um, yeah. So, uh, talking about like her huge diversity, um, I I really enjoyed how much she kind of kind of covers and she seems to like do a bit of everything and then evolve with time to make appropriate and good like pop songs for whatever time period she's in. Um like I I'd, I'd listened to I've heard like a bunch of her songs before but never really like actively listened to them apart from like the one exception is uh, Dancing on My Own mm. which I think is one of the best one of my favorite pop songs of recent times. Um, but I think you put, you put together a really, really cool and interesting list, like going from stuff like, uh, I think it was a monument, which was like that really te- long yeah. 10 minute slow build 
to then like uh, a really like short poppy stuff, and then also the what is it the the collaboration for the Love Is Free, which was like yeah. very like acid house style uh, music. It was really 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 cool to to listen to. And I I really it was one of my favorite sections of the playlist for sure. Um, I know, yeah, I have a running joke with one of my friends that he only listens to Robin. And so I, <laughs> that's the only time I've really listened to Robin is that I put it on when he come round. <laughs> uh, but now I might put it on for myself as well. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we have, one, we have one convert, do we? Or maybe it's not fair to say you were a convert. Maybe you were already... I think you were already there. You were already there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, sh- shall I jump in then? Yeah, go for it. Um, so this was... Uh, Really amazing exercise to test my ability to listen to something so different from what I'm interested in in general. And the biggest challenge for me was the fact that fundamentally it's kind of dance music, as you said yourself. Yeah. And, and I, I don't really. Well, first of all, I don't literally do not dance. I don't. I've I, never you know, seen you dance. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because I've seen him sort of move his shoulders a tiny bit. Once. Really? Yeah. But I, I like think rock he's back and forth. Yeah. There, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I don't dance. So that makes that really like shrinks the amount of overlap I can have with this kind of playlist that that really made it all the more difficult you know um and then there were some things that I found really hard about how so I often love really polished production as, as people know I've said on many podcasts before as within yeah. this genre of pop being you know kind of pop and dance music the production was so polished it was, it was just really like shining you know it was like absolutely gleaming um and I it made me sometimes want some some more kind of something more cutting, something more, you know, like harder to, harder to swallow somehow. I don't know, you know, something more gravelly or I don't know what exactly the word something is. I'm searching for like that airy. There you go. Something like that <laughs> airy really, really, really depressed me to the, uh, to the nth degree. Um, yeah, so that was, um, that was hard. Um, and then I'll say as well that, uh, some of the, so again, it's within this genre of, of pop music and that's, I don't know it that well, I've got to say. It sounds ridiculous for me to say because it's, it's, it's all over the place. But I, I don't know it. Like, I've never heard of Robin before at all. Um, so lyrically, sometimes I feel like it didn't push ideas that far. Like, Dancing on My Own, as an example, I felt like, was where that concept of jealousy was very clear almost immediately. And it, I felt like, in terms of the lyrical content, it didn't really move past to anything more than just that she was jealous i felt like maybe i'm maybe i missed something but i think you're overthinking it maybe yeah. i am it's club maybe music am. isn't it it's that's probably music. true right I, I, that's yeah. very possibly true but um this is what i found it very difficult and robin came yeah he sat in the corner like, <laughs> he sat in the corner like, like mean writing notes down exactly yeah and that that's true I, I i do overthink it sometimes with this stuff and i think that this genre is that's one reason i have a real hard time with this genre general pop dance music I, I, I look for something really complicated and maybe it, I don't need to so so I can see it's my limitations as well but I, I can't say I loved most of it I don't think we were going to get someone who loved Matt Airy to also love Robin I just don't <laughs> think that was ever going to happen so I think that's you know um, so, yeah, so I think I'm probably going to fall in the middle of, of everything we've heard so far and that it was for me I'm, I'll be honest straight away and say when I knew you were doing Robin I wasn't excited <laughs> because yeah. because pop music is for me again not something I know a lot about not it's my sort of kryptonite in a way it's usually what I'm put off by but a big part of that is probably larger down to the fact that I don't give it a chance and I sort of recoil at it and I think actually it was an interesting experience for me to spend some time with a playlist that someone who was obviously a big fan 
had put together because I actually got into some of it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, there was a few tracks, uh, particularly Show Me Love, Dancing On My Own, which Nick loved, um, <laughs> and Don't Fucking Tell Me What To Do, which I actually really liked. I actually found myself against probably my uh, my wishes, in a way, because a lot of the time when I listen to music, I'm on the train, I'm on my way to work or whatever, and I find myself thinking, oh, it's Robin again, and I'd be sitting there and I'd be listening, and then suddenly I'd notice I was sort of tapping my feet. You like dancing and, on the tables and, and swinging sort of, there. You know, moving my shoulders stuff, about, yeah. and I just wasn't expecting. And when I actually <laughs> let myself acknowledge and get past my snobbery, I actually liked it more than I thought I was going to do. Um, quite a bit more on occasion, but then, I, I, to be completely honest, because I, I like to be honest, on the there were, there were other songs that were too... I just couldn't cope with. And I'm going to point out, uh, Fembot was one of them. Um, Cobra Style was one. What's the what's the chorus on the on uh, Cobra Style where she just repeats a few noises over and again? It's like Bing Bong something, and she just keeps oh, saying the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah, over yeah. again. Bong, diggy bong bong, yeah. diggy bong bong, yeah, 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 yeah or something along those lines. Yeah. That I struggled with that, and then I struggled with the one with Snoop Dogg because like Snoop Dogg was my hero when I was growing up, and then to hear him on a yeah. on this kind of song rather than singing, rather than just being a horrible evil man and talking about guns and misogyny was was weird for me <laughs> i wanted him to be more of a bastard but overall I, I, i've got to sort of hold my hands up to you and say that it did it did win me around more than i expected and uh, i was i'm glad i've spent a bit of time with it i might be less of a snob about other pop stuff in the future i, I find it interesting the three songs you picked are all very very different to each other are they and you kind think? of um well dancing on my own yeah. and don't fucking tell me what to do yeah. they're both from the same album right um even the same EP that yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually became an album. Yeah. Um, but, like, Show Me Love is... That's her big yeah. debut. Show hit. Me Love reminded me, and I think that's um, why I liked it. It reminded me of sort of early Michael Jackson, sort of Jackson 5 stuff in the, in the yeah, yeah. way it's put oh, together. Totally. And that's... I was, I, I'm a yeah. massive fan of Michael so, Jackson and the Jackson 5. Um, like that was my music growing up, really. So to hear that and think, I can hear a tie in there, and then actually to move for, further, for, further forward... Christine and the Queens, I always saw a connection between them and totally. Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. And I could see that sort of, that movement between those, those she, influences, she and that will, was that was great and for me. And she'll have definitely been influenced yeah, by... Yeah, 100%. The, by Robin as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, just, I suppose they are quite I different. I hadn't thought about that, but don't... Yeah, because don't fucking tell me what to do. It's probably one of the harder songs, one of the dancers' yeah, songs. Yeah, I thought... I was yeah. interested to see what people would think of that yeah, one. Yeah, I'd say that was probably my favourite. that's why I included it. That was probably my favourite um, on the playlist. Because I find that song is just... It's it's like it's not a song. It's just like speaking about things. Yeah. All just the things that are killing me. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's I find it so interesting compared to something like that. I think that's own. what I like. I think it was mm. the dark. Maybe what Nick was saying about he wanted something a bit darker. Sometimes like this was he's talking about my drinking is killing me, and it just felt a bit there was there's some edge to that song, and I really liked that. I think that came across really well. So that would have been. Yeah, I was talking about my standout more than yeah, yeah. I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, that would yeah. be my standout definitely. Mm. Mm. Um, I struggled with some of the like, like I say the Fembot side of things and the, the I, I just you know I struggled with what all, it was all that about. song sits directly next to those other two songs oh, really? from that album <laughs> right okay <laughs> she's really okay. interesting so I'd like that album and then I'd hate it yeah. and then I'd like it again <laughs> you'd like it again yeah. yeah wow what about you you've not really mentioned which your favourites are on there is, is, do you have standouts is there a particular be, no one's mentioned Be Mine and I find that weird I did include it didn't I I believe did I not did. B-Man was the yeah. second to last year. Yep. I, that, that's one of my favourite songs, like, ever. I just... Mm. There's so much emotion and heartbreak and 
the lyrics. And I know maybe maybe it's not super complicated, and maybe it's, mm. it is obvious, but a lot of the time it that that's fine. Yeah. And like, there's a lyric in it, and the opening lyric of that song, and um, I'm gonna get it wrong now. Um, you can't after everything you've said about it. I know. Not this lyric <laughs> now the pressure's on. Um, yeah, right. It's a good thing um, tears never show in the pouring rain, as if a good thing ever could make up for all the pain. And I, I remember listening to that song when I bought I bought the album, like because um, I didn't know Robin before mm. that record, um, and it it just completely like I, I'm not even exaggerating like. It, that song and the songs around it on that album like just completely changed my outlook on listening to music mm. and I, I was wow. I was only quite young at the time yeah um I would have been about like 14 or 15 or something yeah. when I was listening to that and um just that song and dancing on my own as well um I, that is one of if not probably my favorite song of the decade so far um it's it's just been it's it's to the point where I know that there was a an infamous cover version that was done last year and that ended up get, becoming a huge hit, like selling oh, really? a million copies, nominated for a Brit Award. Who was that? Um, by someone from Britain's Got Talent. And okay. It oh, was, nightmare. I was not a oh. fan. Oh, it's always um, horrible when that happens to one of your favourite songs. And I was like X Factor and covers how she did Hallelujah. I am um, <laughs> just yeah, and for I know. I know so many people who that song is like the the thing for them, and right. it, um, I think for me it's it's interesting how she has that kind of she can have those like heartbreaking songs, but they sit side by side with all of the dance stuff mm. as well, and and there's not really a distinction, and it brings it brings all of the music together. Yeah. I feel like um, some of her more recent collaboration stuff, like the one that Love Is Phrase on. That that EP is just like completely dance. Right. Um, it was kind of done as a separate thing to her career, and the same with the Roikstop album. Um, that was like a five-track EP that they did, and um, they. It was really interesting how I felt like they both bring bring the best out in each other. Mm. Um, I I've listened to quite a lot of Roikstop, and. I, I'm only ever really drawn to the Robin stuff. I feel like their other stuff is great, um, but when they work together, it was—it's just magic, and um, like they've toured together. And um, I, I know you mentioned the Snoop Dogg song, mm. and I love that song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I love the the one about um, there's a lyric where she says, "We need a black pope, and she better be a woman." Um, even the Vatican can't fuck with me. Like that, I just... <laughs> I, to me, that's, like, amazing to kind of... She has so much, like, confidence yeah. and so much, mm. like... Um, for someone who isn't... Is doing... It, it's, it's always seen as, like, the outside of mm. the pop space. Um, she's never really been... She was only rare very early on the center of kind of like mainstream commercial pop music um and in the last few years it's just kind of been she's been like this like all over the internet the blog yeah. like blogs mm. and kind mm. of um she's always seen as an alternative pop star 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I almost felt like she was a one-hit wonder in some ways. Like, I knew she'd been around more than a one-hit wonder, but because yeah. there'd been those sort of totally. show me love and um, with every heartbeat that were huge yeah. and I knew really well, yeah. I didn't really know anything about it. So I thought not a one-hit wonder exactly because it's not like Spaceman Babylon Zoo and never came back, but <laughs> yeah. I felt like she was that, you know... But yeah, and, and of the fact that she space. hasn't had an album since mm. 2010 yeah. when Dance For My Own came out... Mm. Um, it it kind of feels like she has been away for a yeah. while, even though she's had yeah. loads of songs in between with various other people. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm interested to the different reactions, actually. Mm. It's not what yeah. I expected. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we'd like to surprise people. That's, that's yeah, what right. we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just one question for you, because you mentioned at the start of this that she was one of your... I think while we've got you here, it's quite interesting. You said she was one of your top three artists. Do you know who the other two of those top three are? Because you, you seem to have quite varied taste in music, so I'm um, quite intrigued to see who the other two would... Like, the, the, the person who would be my favourite artist, like, probably is not my favourite artist now. Right. And that has probably changed, like, recently. Oh. Um, have because, they done something terrible or something? I'll be well, the news, but yeah. as soon as I say who it is, you'll know exactly right, why. Right, right. Um, Rolf Harris. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many albums, throughout, didn't they? Throughout all of my, like... <laughs> Life loving music, it has uh, always been Kanye, right? And uh, it's it, you talk about someone who makes it impossible to like them, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, outside of that, Laura Marlin is oh, mate, an one of my absolute one. favorites as well, um, yeah, top five for me. And I part of me would even consider um, her album Once I Was an Eagle, yeah, it's probably my favorite album, That's just super. of anything. Um, you listen, Nick. I am. I am yeah. listening. I think it's amazing, actually. I think the. Uh, I know. I try to say that I have a wide ranging set of tastes in yeah, terms that's of listening a to some crazy top three in it. That is a wide. Yeah, fucking. That's a crazy top three. Broad canvas yeah. there. I mean, that's amazing. But that's why I wanted to ask because I thought that would be the case that you'd have a really varied top three because yeah, yeah. I knew you were a big. Fact, I want, that's what I mean. I don't. I don't know. That's what I'm. I'm kind of a, a loss. Like, how, how do you change gear? Nick's a rule and Robin to Laura Marley or Robin. You should see my like current tunes playlist that I have of new music or my top forty of the year or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It is all over the place. And like you'll get like a random country song in there and then you'll get Yeah, because you said you like kind of popular country as well, don't you? Yeah. 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 So That is wow. Whereas Nick's top three artists have all been in Sebado and Dinosaur Jr. I'm not getting into this conversation right now. I'm not redrawn on that one. Yeah. Um, so no, I think it's it's a pretty remarkable achievement to have that wide. Text, and I'm glad honestly. you didn't do Laura Marlin because me oh, and Matt were both absolutely gonna, obsessed yeah. with her, and it would have just been sort of um, yeah. for for me. It would have been I would have enjoyed my, my, it. My, I my other her, one I was thinking of doing would have been Bjork. Right. I know that you've covered. Yeah, we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of yeah. a known entity. No, I wanted yes. to chose, chose no, right is, I wanted yeah. to pick someone who. This is a great pick. They're both great picks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everything was good choice. Except you picked the Arctic Monkeys as well. So thanks a lot for that. I mean, that was a good It pick. was a fun discussion. That's yeah, I suppose pick. so. I suppose so. Okay, so um, we should probably wrap it on its way. Hold it now. Um, yeah, let's let's uh, finish up then. So uh, the, we want to talk about next time. First of all, I want to say thanks so much to Sam for yeah, being on the podcast. Sam. This is great. Yeah, it's been we really great. hope we can organise it again to have you come in again at some point. Yeah, um, we'll get it. We'll get talking about it. Um, in terms of next time, uh, we're back to uh, the six normal picks. So I'm picking. Um, I'm running things as it were, so I'm picking the classic and the Why I Love, which I'll talk about in a minute. And you two are both picking yep. new albums. So, so do you want to say what they are? I am going with Tim Heidecker's um, "Too Dumb for Suicide." 
which I picked sure, purely because it's got a picture of Trump with a gun to his head on the front. Wow. Which attracted me. Yeah. Um, and then I am I A M D D B, which I don't know how I pronounce that, I'll just say the letters, and Flight Mode Volume 4. And that's a, she's a young rapper from Manchester, which is the main reason I went with that. I see. Okay, Matt, go for it. Um, I've gone for the soundtrack from the movie Sorry to Bother You, and that's done by uh, The Coop. And I've also gone for Lamplit Prose, which is the new Dirty Projectors record. Okay, great. And I think you can get the playlist still on bit.ly forward slash piggy bastards playlist. You can. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank well you. Done. We, well also done, have, we also have Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. At piggy bastards. At piggy bastards. Yeah. Capital B, capital B. Um, and I will be doing the classic, which is going to be Black Sabbath Paranoid. Um, and then uh, I'll be doing a playlist about why I love pavement. So, um, yeah. Not just pavements. That's... No, the band, the band Pavement, Pavement, the 90s okay. band <laughs> cool. Pavement. Let's be very, very clear on that. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, thanks again to Sam. Um, Sam, everything. one thing before you do, you oh, want, yeah. do you want to tell people about your, just your blog, your link to your blog or anything? Oh, yeah, do you absolutely. Want to do a bit of a plug? Yeah, I, yeah. I, do, I do a blog on, um, just it has various music stuff, but it's mainly um, a series where I look at the biggest sound albums of um, all time worldwide and I just listen to them, review them, usually complain about how bad they are. <laughs> Especially if they're by Mariah Carey. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's um, 808.com, which. Um, 808, eight, yeah. Yeah, it's right? complicated to say out loud. <laughs> okay, um, I'll put a link on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. we'll send yeah. it out, absolutely. I'll put a link yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in the check it out, I've read a lot of stuff well. it's, it's really good stuff, so yeah, you should definitely check it out, yeah. Brilliant. Cool. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Sam, and uh, we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.